www.healthcmi.com. Acupuncture Continuing Education Online today. Acupuncture Improves Spinal Cord Injury Bladder Function. This research translation from the original Chinese was published on healthcmi.com September 2nd, 2019. Let's take a look. Acupuncture Improves Bladder Function for Spinal Cord Injury Patients. First affiliated Huayan People's Hospital of Nanjing Medical University researchers find acupuncture combined with intermittent catheterization alleviates neurogenic bladder dysfunction caused by traumatic spinal cord injuries. The studies found significant improvements in bladder capacity, residual volume, urinary flow rate, urinary volume, and other measurable quantifiable results were confirmed. So if we go to healthcmi.com and click on news, we see the total parameters investigated here. And what we find is yes, standard care helps these patients. But by adding acupuncture into the treatment protocol, we do get better bladder function, which is enormously important to prevent things like infection, for example. So this is a very serious aspect of Chinese medicine. When we work with central nervous system disorders, including spinal cord injuries, our expectations are different than working with something like peripheral nerve disorders, wherein we can seek 100% cures in many cases. When it comes to something like a spinal cord injury, we're ultimately talking about patient management, how to make their life better, how to prevent complications, how to simplify life by eliminating adverse effects from other procedures. And this is the approach of an acupuncturist in this situation. Acupuncture certainly as a result of this research, is shown to help people with spinal cord injuries. So if someone's interested in this topic, simply look for the article entitled Acupuncture Improves Spinal Cord Injury Bladder Function, published September 2nd, 2019 at healthcmi.com. Just simply click on news and look for the article. Acupuncturists, especially people practicing a special type of acupuncture called scalp acupuncture, work with neurogenic disorders. So for example, Dr. Ming-Ching Zhu does his Zhu style of acupuncture, and he was one of the founders of one of the eight major types, types of scalp acupuncture and does a lot of work with people after stroke, for example, is a good example, helping them to restore motion to the limbs. I worked and taught with Professor Zhu for several years on and off and use his methods and find it currently one of the most effective ways to help people with things like neurogenic bladder dysfunction or paralysis due to stroke. So scalp acupuncture is certainly something that is a strong contender. This study covers an interesting standard set of points, mostly local in the region of the bladder, but they also use the Sanyin femoral points. Now the, 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 the femoral artery region surrounding the bladder 
is where these points are. They're local points on the lateral edge of the bladder is basically what it is, a set of three points on either side. And those points got results. So they're showing this technique as a local way of approaching this disorder, which is very different than using the scalp acupuncture, which is a distal technique. And what we know about acupuncture nowadays is when we take an MRI picture of the brain, we see that if you needle a specific point, there is a specific area of the brain that is either activated or deactivated. So acupuncture affects something called functional connectivity. Now, functional connectivity is simply this. We have our brain. And think of it like a map of the United States or, of the, or even of the world, okay? For any activity, whether it's needing to urinate or whether it's needing to write with a pencil or whether it's needing to sleep or relax or needing to run, certain areas of the brain will be activated and some will be inactivated or deactivated. So, for example, Texas might be deactivated, but Massachusetts is activated. Think of it like a map. And certain areas light up and some, some areas go dark. And that's the pattern. Now, these patterns are similar across all humans for many activities, including mental health. We even know that acupuncture can restore the normal map of mental health to patients with certain types of mental disorders from an MRI mapping point of view. We know that acupuncture can help people relax again with chronic anxiety. We know that it restores something called the default mode network, is when you're not really thinking about stuff, when you're relaxing, when you're not trying to do something. There is a certain pattern where certain areas of the brain are lit up a certain way, and some are quiet in another way. And acupuncture can restore that pattern. And that's a little bit how scalp acupuncture works, at least what we've tested and measured with MRI studies. We know that acupuncture can restore the normal functional connectivity. And in the case of bladder function, the same is also true. A spinal cord injury is going to prevent signals then coming from the brain getting to the bladder. So here they're using local points helping to restore other pathways of signals. Now, this is not a complete destruction of the spinal cord at a certain level. This is what they call in China an incomplete destruction of the spinal cord. So there is some conduction, the cord has been injured. So we can get that signal to the area. And again, without the spinal cord injury, it's going to be a better signal. But the job of the acupuncturist is to get some signaling done correctly. So we know from MRI mapping, one, we can restore functional connectivity that is disturbed by spinal cord injuries, and two, locally stimulate signals that can reach the area they need to go to. A lot of uh, a criticism of Chinese medicine, for example, is that it is not really science because it's qi and blood and qi doesn't exist and you know, our idea of meridians and passageways isn't real, it's not proven. And, and, and these criticisms um, are a fundamental misunderstanding because 2,000 years ago when a lot of this theory was created, the movement of qi, or energy, let's say, as it was described in that language of the time, 
was extremely advanced over what else was happening. Now, we know with today's modern science, we can describe the movement of chi in terms of modern interpretations. For example, acupuncture can balance the autonomic nervous system and output from the sympathetic and parasympathetic divisions of the autonomic nervous system. And those are electrical impulses. And we would call that a type of chi. Chi is, think of it as a poetic way of describing different energies. So when they talk about spleen chi, that is a metabolism. When we talk about liver chi, that has a lot to do with detoxification and also distribution of energy throughout the body in many different ways. And now we know many different types of liver function. So Chinese medicine has moved on. We accept modern medicine. We still have our ancient language as well. But they're not dichotomous. They're not mutually exclusive. They work together. So when people fundamentally misunderstand how acupuncture works or only interpret it in terms of the ancient language, it seems somewhat mysterious. But when we take a closer look at not only clinical outcomes, in other words, in this study, people getting only standard hospital care or home care had, let's take a look here. They had, I know we get into the actual percentage results. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to dig up the percentages in this study and I'm kind of burrowing down and you can get, you can go to the site and look at the results. It'll tell you how many patients got better and all the volumes and everything that increased. I know there was a bump in the score and I'm trying to pull it up very quickly for you. Maybe I'll be able to do that later in the podcast. We'll, we'll take a look. There it is. A small sample size. Uh, again, that has to do with funding in the study. Um, I'll pull that up in a bit. What we know is that when you combine the acupuncture with the standard care, it increases the results. So we know that from the clinical level. But we also know from an objective standpoint in measuring the effects on the nervous system and on the brain and on the endocrine function and secretion of biochemicals, we know acupuncture has specific results biochemically. And those can be understood in terms of the ancient language of qi and blood circulation. They can be understood in terms of just a dry modern scientific language. They're not mutually exclusive. I think that's very important. So when understanding what we're trying to get to, here's, here's the bottom line on this. When someone has a spinal cord injury, there is a protocol which is considered best practice to help someone in this type of tragic and difficult situation. And that is what is going to be recommended by doctors it is what is going to be considered as real by consensually validated reality in something like the Merck Manual, for example. It is something that's going to be reimbursed by insurance or available for home care or, or hospital protocol. But we know from the clinical measurements that acupuncture will increase the positive patient outcome rate for these patients. We also know from the objective measurements what happens in the body as a result of acupuncture. It is no longer a mystery. And I think we need to move on from 
creating a romance around acupuncture as an ancient science, and it's somehow divorced from modern science. And we need to bridge that schism a little bit and understand that we've gone a little further, that we can stimulate different areas of the body and get different biochemical responses. The most obvious, for I'll give you an example. If someone has a cut somewhere on their body, all kinds of chemical cascades will happen in the body to repair that wound. And that's just a simple cut on the body. Now, what we have found is we can convince the body to do many types of healing by stimulating very specific areas. The body is very responsive to stimulation at different sites. And acupuncture is essentially creating microtraumas at different sites to stimulate the body to then activate different centers to get someone to be healthier. So that's a little background. The control group and treatment group, let's see. The treatment group was comprised of 22 male, 18 female patients, um, 24 cases of lumbar, 8 cases of thoracic, and 8 cases of cervical injuries. Control group, just you know, just standard protocol without the acupuncture, had 24 male and 16 female patients, uh, 22 cases of lumbar, 10 cases of thoracic, 8 cases of cervical injuries. So they were pretty similar going into the study. You know, as you drill down, what you find is that this is the scientific method. And then they measured all of those urodynamic parameters afterwards. So we know from pre-treatment function to post-treatment exactly the results. So you can actually drill down into the specific clinical parameters. And then you say, well, if it's been proven in this study, and I will add multiple other studies, and this is referenced. So when you go to the Health CMI site, you can see translations and the references to the journals they were published in. And they're not always translations. Sometimes the research comes out of major United States institutions or the UK or in Australia, etc., Germany. So you might ask yourself again, why do we not have this as a standard hospital medicine protocol? Part of that is just the speed at which science moves. Also, are there really enough qualified acupuncturists to deliver this service even to begin with? Part of it is political and also financial. But the results are there. There's, there, there really isn't much doubt that someone with a spinal cord injury can benefit from this treatment. The question is, is why aren't they getting it? And that really has to do with issues of access to care and protocolization. And the more research we have, the better we can support institutionalizing these as standard protocols. Now, this takes time. There isn't a pharmaceutical company pushing this. There isn't a surgical supply company pushing this. Oftentimes, the sample sizes and the research is small. There, there isn't necessarily a lot of money in the research. Keep in mind that a lot of the greatest medical advances in the United States, for example, the National Institutes of Health, the government itself has funded. So it's a slow process. But what's important is that we get results. So go to healthcmi.com, 
Go to click on news, take a look at this article again entitled Acupuncture Improves Spinal Cord Injury Bladder Function and see the results. Thank you for listening. www.healthcmi.com.